Well, hello there. I'm Karen Sander. You are listening to Aging Fearlessly, a program for the over 50s, those uniquely wonderful baby boomers. My aim is to educate, motivate and inspire you to embrace the exciting journey of life for decades to come. So stay tuned to meet a variety of guests who will share their stories and passions to help us gain insight into the ways to live a happier, healthier life. Hello and welcome to Aging Fearlessly. I'm excited today to have with me Gary McCaw, who has been a Director of National Businesses. We're going to talk about the things that inspires him and the amazing journey the last few years has taken him on. So welcome, Gary. Thank you, Karen. It's lovely to be here. I detect an accent. A slight Cronulla. Cronulla accent? Yeah. So the other side of the bridge and... It came a long way. It's uh, a little further than Cronulla. Yeah, so I actually uh, arrived in Australia in your bicentenary, 1988. That was a good year. Were you around the harbour? I was at Dobroyd Point. And uh, it did cost me a lot more than £10 to arrive in the last fleet. The £10 POM you weren't? No. So over the water a little bit, a little place called Belfast in Northern Ireland. And uh, I'd served from a country in the army and had a choice of uh, coming to either Australia or Canada, both Commonwealth countries. And I chose, I'd been to Canada before and I hadn't been to Australia, but I'd seen a lot of footage of the country, the beaches, the national parks. I knew they drove on the same side of the road and they almost speak English. Well, I think you made a good choice, although I must say I've often thought about if I had to live somewhere else, that Canada would be my choice. It's beautiful. However, Gary, I don't like the cold that much, so it'd have to be the western side. And that was honestly the draw card that gave Australia the Guernsey and why I'm here today. But it's very, very pretty. Beautiful. I know you do a lot of mountain climbing, so that hasn't sort of drawn you back to... No, my mountain climbing really only happened, started the last four years. So prior to that, through the army, I've always had a, a health outlook, both from birth, I had a bone marrow disease when I was first born called osteomyelitis. Oh, that sounds was, very serious. It was. Uh, my left leg should have been amputated, but thankfully I had a very good mother who asked the doctors, is there nothing you can do? And thankfully one doctor said he'd try something with no promises. And 11 years later and 14 operations, my leg was fully recovered, fully saved. I'm in the history books in the UK for being the only child born with it. And he said, I don't know why he's here, but he's here for a reason. So, Well, your mother was a very wise woman and she stood up for you. Well, I, I think it was just a lovely thing to say, is there nothing you can do? And one doctor of a room, I think it was 14 or 15, made no promises, but said he'd try something. And thankful for that, otherwise I'd be less one leg. You would be. Legless. And a different life, yeah. And a different life, yes. I've been listening to you for a couple of years now and hearing about your adventures. Can you tell me some of the adventures you've been on? Yeah, pretty. I guess with the exception of Russia and China, I've seen pretty much most of the world and fortunately been in this country for 30 years now. And with no disrespect, I've probably seen more of Australia than most Aussies. And through my career here in pharmaceuticals, to be honest, whereby I get to travel, and most particularly enjoyable parts, getting into the regional areas, the country towns. And I've just, I guess, being from Ireland, a small little country and a small community where I live, and getting back out, like, Tasmania, and I just love getting down there. It's like home from home for me. 
Well, I'm also lucky because I get to see some of these small country towns with very, very small 1,500 population and work amongst them with pharmacies. And it's really, it is a beautiful country when you get out there driving. And I, I just love too the hospitality and the, obviously being a migrant and getting in with an accent, they know I'm not a local straight away, but they just make you feel so welcome and are so happy you've made the effort to come out. I just love it, honestly. I just feel really, really content when I'm in the regional areas. You look like a local till you open your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Blue-eyed, one, yeah. Of the, one of the first fleeters or, you know... A lot of blue-eyed people here in this country. Yeah, I think the accent's uh, going to stick with me now. So you've been doing a lot in Nepal. Yes. Climbing. Well, both climbing and some charitable work. I'm there, to be honest with you, I'm there from a philanthropic perspective rather than a climbing, but the climbing part's really to challenge my own fears and concepts and to push myself to do things that I wouldn't otherwise do. And as you get older change becomes more difficult normally so it is good to get out of your comfort zone and hanging off ropes off mountains is certainly a way to help keep your cholesterol down. Well I'm all for challenging yourself. When I wrote the book Aging Fearlessly it was to try and inspire people to challenge themselves because I think we we more often will limit ourselves. Correct. And I don't believe in limiting yourself. Yeah and again one of the joys of Australia I think and for me and to that point on limiting we are, each of us, wherever we're from, we're sort of, it's called the paradigm of what we've been taught from birth through our parents, our brothers and sisters, our relatives, our schooling, our culture, and we become, to a sense, blinkered on what we believe to be correct. I would agree. But when you get to a country like this where you've got something like 26-plus different nationalities and the book is open for everyone, mm-hmm. there's no gender, there's no colour, no creed, there's no status and it's just the open book it's just beautiful it's that freedom and to me one of my beliefs is australia is one of the best countries in the world because it doesn't matter who you are or where you're from there's an opportunity for everyone and it's how the human race should be to be honest yeah and life isn't easy these days with there's so many issues around the world and we are lucky that we're here because we're a little bit isolated although the world's becoming smaller do you think getting around yeah, the world there's, is... There's an old Irish saying, which I'll share with you, that is, it's a small world, but by God, I don't want to paint it. <laughs> you don't want to paint it. There's a lot of painting. There's a lot of painting to do, yeah. It becomes yeah. a big world again. I have trouble looking at my ceiling at the moment at home and yeah. thinking I've got to paint that. There is. There are issues in the globe at the moment, and I think, to me, one of the blessings is that people are stepping up again to, to look after each other, and... In the past, countries had what would be called very strong political. But if you look, if you look at all the countries now, what's happening in America with their presidency, what happened with Brexit, most recently again, yet again in this country, what's happening with their own government, and the people have just said enough, and people are starting to look after people again rather than being given political agendas. And I, I just love that people are starting to stand up for their human rights again. I have friends that have very strong spiritual beliefs and they say the world is in a real thrux of change right now and that we're coming around full circle and that change is going to happen. And I think that's part of my purpose and DNA is to be part of that change and to lead from the front. Now because you're Irish, I have a song here, True Blue. Mm. Would you like to tell me your choice? This is your choice of song, yeah. Gary. So tell me about True Blue. Well, I guess being a migrant coming to the country and here, and it really does, I, I think this song that John sings here really sums up that Aussie mateship. Is it your mum and dad? Is it the cockatoo? Is it standing by your mate in the fight? 
it really cements that we'll look after you. She'll be all right, mate. Yeah, I love this song. It's um, it's it's just one. And of it's the a best. lovely tune. I'm not sure of how many strings he's got on it, but it really just makes you feel great. Point three, your community radio station. That is one of the best songs. Yeah, I love it. And you can see him there with his hat and his guitar yep. and you can just imagine him singing. What great lyrics. Craig just waving with the Aussie flag. Yeah, fantastic. I wanted to talk about One Man, One Million. I'm with Gary McCaw. Who, this is one of his projects that he's working with and also the Australian Himalayan Foundation. So, Gary, tell us more about One Man, One Million. Yeah. So look at... Uh trying to give a little bit back to humanity and just looking at the globe and outside of your own country, is there somewhere you can help, particularly third world countries? In Nepal, back in uh, 15 and 16, 15 it had its first earthquake on the mountain itself on Everest and uh, 14 Sherpers who carry the loads up and set the ropes up for the climbers when all the Westerners and that come over, sadly lost their lives in an mm. instant. And that really that touched real my tragic. heart, to be honest. And I thought... First and foremost, it's 14 sons, it's husband, it's a dad, it's an uncle, it's a brother. But then I thought, 14 from a community, shit, that, that impacts, that, that makes a change. There's kids now with no fathers, wives with no husbands, parents with no son. And it just touched my heart and I thought, I'd like to do something. So at that point in time, I thought, okay, I'm going to work to raise $100,000. And just as I was about to get that off the ground, my mother fell really ill in Ireland. So I shot home and it sort of got put on hold a little bit. Thankfully, my mother was all right. And it's funny, again, when you think about it, there's milestones in your life. And me being in Australia since 88, going back home for that, it gives them a lease of life again because they're so happy to see you. Yeah. So it gives you that little perk up again. That, that was beautiful. And each time I go home now, I'll be honest, it is harder to leave because they're getting older and I'm getting older. And the saddest thing about life is we're all born to die. We're not here forever, but we think we are. Well, we definitely think we are. Yeah. And I just want to add to that because my mum's getting older too yeah. and it, the realisation that they're not going to be here yeah. maybe in one year, two years, three years, yeah. is it's a, a real fact. Yeah, and I think that to, to me that sort of eye-opener, that distinction for me was that a parent should never have to bury their child. And here in Nepal, these Sherpas get killed and obviously before their time for whatever reason... The accident happened, they're gone. And I thought, right, so when I come back, and I was thinking, right, I'm going to do that. And probably the saddest and the hardest part was on Anzac Day the year later, almost 10,000 people lost their life in their most catastrophic earthquake ever. Mm. And that, I thought, wow, I was going to help for 100,000 then, what can I do now? And that's where the concept of one man, one million. I'm the man, and it's out to raise a million. And I, I hear so many times people saying, but I'm only one person, I can't make a difference. And I want to switch that totally and let people know you are the reason you can make a difference because that's why you're here. You've been given a gift of life. And I always have a joke with everyone saying, if you think about it, you're already a champion because you're the little sperm that got to the egg. You've been given this <laughs> gift called life and it's up to each of us what we do with it. And I, the older I get, and call it maturity, wherever it's going to be, the more my mind opens up to that it's, Giving is more important than receiving, it truly is, and material stuff is irrelevant. Looking after each other is the most important thing we can do in the world. The saying, it's always better to give than receive, yeah. you don't realise until you start to give how wonderful 
it is yeah. to give. Um, yeah, receiving is always great, but when you see someone delighted with what you've given them, and and more so for me, time and yeah. effort to help them with something, um, that's a real important gift that you give someone. It's a, it's a beautiful thing, and it's it's not for anything in return. And I think that's the biggest distinction. And philanthropy in its truest form is people don't know you're doing it. So we've been forced. Now, I actually got, this is my second trip to Nepal this year, and we got to open our first school with the funds we raised. And the humbling of that, but more importantly, from the mothers and the fathers and then the kids themselves, that a little white Anglo-Saxon from the other end of the world has taken the effort to just say we care. And that, that, honestly, that is such a humbling experience. Yeah. I want to be clear, I've done it on behalf of the Australians who have supported and sponsored me. I don't take any egotistic, self-righteous gift from this other than that I'm representative of the Australian country who made the donation to help these kids who would otherwise never get an education. Going back to the Sherpas, so many of those Sherpas would have been the only breadwinner Correct. for these Nepalese women and families. And uh, from other sources, friendships yeah. that I have, I know how hard it is for them to make a living, especially in the subsistence areas. Yeah. And that is, there's so many outer region areas. And is there one form of, I guess, what I would call substantial income, even though it's still low per year, so that's gone. And one of the joys with the IHF, and it's been going honestly for over probably close to 16 years now, set up, if I just quickly tell you, about Sir Edmund Hillary, the first mm-hmm. man with Tenzig Norig to, to get Everest. And for my first trip, to be able to go and see the school that he opened in the Sulacumba region and to see the kids who have came through, but then through some other people to see some of the kids who have been given a scholarship outside their country but are now qualified teachers who are back teaching the girls and then what they're doing from a health perspective for young women. And, and educating for the men to become carpenters, builders through the Rebuild Project. It's just wonderful. It's all about sustainability. So we're, we're not here to give them a hand out. We're here to give them a hand up. And, and there's a great distinction, Karen, that we're here to help them become better and self-sustainable. Exactly. And giving people a handout isn't usually very helpful. But the hand up and teaching yeah. them new skills is, is so beneficial. And education is definitely the the one thing that I feel that I can help through the money's I raise and getting the kids through school. Otherwise, they'll just be on the farmland. And this is an education to you too because it's all a learning and growing yeah. curve and I'm all about lifelong education. And this keeps you motivated and it's your passion and yeah. part of your purpose to being here. Exactly. And educating yourself, there must be many things you've learned from doing this. Yeah, I think I've always been a very open-minded person, so I really do. Life's a journey, not a race, and be open. I think it was Wayne Dyer, who's one of the great thought leaders who passed a couple of years ago, and that be open to everything and attached to nothing. And again, I, I keep using this word maturity, but for me it is, as you become more aware of the value of the life, you have your personal life, like your head and your heart and the heartbeat, like, Every breath is precious. Every moment's precious, and I'm 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 blessed that I'm a positive person. I always look for the good, even in the tough times. I'll always look for a learning rather than a negativity. I was listening yesterday to Jane Fonda, mm-hmm. who's in Australia at the moment, and she was saying that she thinks it's much easier aging than it is when you're young. And I <laughs> I tend to agree because. Her conversation was around when you're young, there's so many things ahead of you that it's almost scary. 
But when you get to 60 and 70 and she's 80 now, it's like, oh, take a breath and just enjoy it. You know, it doesn't really matter. But it takes you, and I'm speaking from Mm -hmm. myself as well, it takes you a lot of years to get to where you just go, you know what, just enjoy it. And for me personally, life is much more interesting at my age, at 62, than I I found it tough when I was younger. Thinking about career, about family, about what else, all these things that you're expected to do. Correct. And I I think it is, uh, as you get older and you get to the second half or the other half of your life, when you're young, you are here forever. I think I joined the army when I was 16. I was in uh, the NATO forces Germany when I was 17. I was in Canada. I was getting sent all over the world just as a young kid, living the life of Riley. The Queen was paying me money every month. I was getting accommodation, I was getting fed, and I was getting to travel the world. It yeah. was just such an eye-opener. The education is on the globe. It's not just in the school classroom and getting to meet different countries, cultures, and understand what makes them tick. Yes, and a lot of education happens after the classroom. Yeah. Most of the education, that's just the preparation. Yeah. I used to be a teacher, you know, but it's preparing you to get out there and really get an education. Yeah. Um, just one last thing on Jane Fonda. She has an amazing TED Talk, if anyone's interested, called The Third Act. And so that's life from 60 on. Okay. It's a brilliant TED Talk. I just love it. It's we'll she, have to look she's, it up. she's a really great speaker. Yeah. She's very inspirational. As you know, she's stood up and said, you know, said a lot for this world over the time. She's sometimes been very controversial. Yep. And uh, yeah, so it's a good TED Talk. Um, I have another song here for you. Go Your Own Way. Mm. Go Your Own Way. Who wrote it? Fleetwood Mike. Yes. Do you love yeah. this song? So the, the album Rumours is probably one of them. Well, certainly it is, is one of my favourite albums. I just love it. Yeah, I think they're one of the best groups ever. Well, Fleetwood Mac were, you know, just my time, my yeah. era. And I think these few words, go your own way. And to me it really is about trusting your head and your heart and starting to follow your why. What, why. Why are you on the planet? What can you do to make it a little bit better than what it was when you arrived? And for your legacy, what is it? And I think part of the answer is to go your way, not someone else's way. Go follow your, your heart. Go your own way. Welcome back to 88.7 and 90.3, your community radio station. You are listening to Aging Fearlessly with Karen. Please go to Facebook and like the page Aging Fearlessly. Gary McCaw, another fantastic song, Go Your Own Way by Fleetwood Mac. It's good to hear it again. It is. I love listening to these songs. It just brings back so many memories. Gary, how's your fundraising going? Yeah, so I'm into my second year now, Karen. Um, we've just clicked probably 110,000. And you've done that. That's your contribution through how many people have helped you well, with Well, surprisingly, it's only about 120, to be honest, which is significant when you think about it. And there's a few people, there's probably five who have made significant donations and a lot, you know, it can be anywhere from $2 up to $20,000, depending on who the... The giver was, which that has must, just been wonderful. Sorry, that must blow your mind to think you've raised $120,000. It, it does and it doesn't, to be honest. I, I'm, I'm so proud of the people who have supported, but I'm disappointed I haven't been able to do more yet. And the, the thing is, you think it's one man, one million, and people say, wow, a million dollars, it's a lot of number. But if I try and put it into context, 
my question to you would be, Karen, this is what I'm doing. Is it something you would be interested in? And would you be happy enough to donate one dollar? I certainly would. I be happy to donate and then more I, than I that. would say well look if you can help me a little bit if you make it two you can actually get a tax deduction <gasps> which I think is one yep. of the great things about charity in this country that if it's is set it? up within the fund it can be tax deductible yep. which is fantastic so not only can you help small business can help themselves by giving through their profits but yes. importantly it helps give back to a community and it's really important that giving back is so important 100 percent and and as, as I build in this now and I start looking for the next chapter for this year is how I'm going to do it, we're working on the next stage of it. But I, I will, while there's still air in my lungs and my heart's still beating, I'll continue to work until I raise a million. So there's 24, nearly, well, there's actually 25 million people in this country. And when people say a million's a lot, well, if each person just give me $1, that could be 25 million. And as I say, some people give you $2, some people give you 20000 So yep. it's that yin and yang of the balance and the equilibrium, and it's, it's that mix. So I'll, for every dollar I get over a dollar, it's one less person I actually need to speak to. Yes. If that makes sense. So how do you plan to do all of this? It's been word of mouth so far, and I've, I've actually got a friend who's helped me with the media, JPD, an agency in Melbourne, and... Thankfully for them, they've got a digital agency. I'm going to start trying to use social media now. And really what I'm looking for is my tribe. Yes. The people who are interested in what I'm interested in. And the youth, the next generation in this third world country from me and Nepal. And it is such a, a beautiful place when you go. They say you go and you fall in love with the landscape, but you go back again because of the people. And I found that to be so true. And I put it similar to Bali, anyone that's been to Bali, the kids and the young family, they don't have much, but they have so much more than some of the people who have a lot. I think places are about the people. You know, the places I've spent working in the world, like Poland, the people are just brilliant. It's wonderful. It's a beautiful world, really, isn't it? It is, you know. I wish the news would show us more of this. (laughs) I I just love people, though. I mean, that's a... It's... um, gives me great joy to learn more about people yeah. and you know just to mix with different cultures and really get in and understand yeah. it like for me to see the kids in school and one thing i will say one of the things that was first evident in the first year is the amount of pride for them to have a little uniform to have a little backpack oh. a little school book a little pencil and it's like they've won lotto they're almost military. They're so proud of their uniform. It's like a military parade nearly. And that's, they're so humbled. And just the gratitude they have for something that we just take for granted was just amazing. We talk more today about gratitude. Yeah. And I know friends who raise their children yeah. asking them, well, what were you grateful for today? Yeah. Because I don't think it's something we focus on or really think about. We, we, we're quick to come home and tell everybody what went wrong. Correct. But we're not always taking note of what was right. And there's more right than wrong, usually in your day. I I would certainly say to everyone and anyone, Karen, your day should start, the first thing that you should start your day with, with 60 seconds, five minutes, it's just saying thank you. Thank you, I've got another day. Thank you, I just took another breath. Thank you for the night's rest. Thank you, I've got a roof over my head. Thank you, this beautiful sunrise I can see coming. Honestly, I could rattle off a thousand things here. But to your point, we get caught up, have to do this, have to do this, that, oh, bloody hell, this, and we get caught up in the noise. Yeah, we get the noise is exactly it, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, and here's the thing, and this is a fact, we think 60,000 thoughts a day. And do you know the saddest thing? They repeat it. We're slow learners. 
And, and this is where gratitude can really help people get rid of the noise again and start focusing on and being thankful just for what we have, not for what we don't have. Not a truer word ever said. That's that I, I feel exactly the same way as you yeah. do. You talk about three things, past, present, future. Yeah, the directions in life are the roadmap in life, the signposts. So it's the three Ps. So past, what we had yesterday. Mm-hmm. The future, which is to come, and the present. And if I think, if you think of present as a gift, it's what do you do with gifts? You use them wisely. Yeah, you give. Enjoy them. Yeah. And you give. Yep, and there's a, there's a satisfaction, isn't it? So if you think of present in the moment perspective, we should have the exact same feeling. We've been given an opportunity to give something, and we shouldn't let it waste. Like the last 10 minutes, is they're gone now. They're in the past. And that's, you can't recapture it, yeah. can you? No, it's, it's done. But you, can you learn from it? Most certainly. But you should never live in the past because then you'll miss the moments. And life, life honestly is, it's all the moments. Living in the past also causes people a lot of mental illness in terms of yeah. depression. And this, this is one of the biggest things I want to start working on now. And this beautiful country we live in called Australia, what, but with, in my eyes, number one on the globe, podium position. But it, it's certainly one of the top three countries in the world to live, with, without doubt, what we've got here. And one of the saddest things for me is the amount of mental health in this country. And mm-hmm. I, I will continue to work to make a difference in touching and making sure people have a better quality of life through where we're going to take the next direction of what we've done here for the kids of Nepal as to what we're going to do within our own walls here in Australia. Unless you've actually suffered some severe mental health issues yeah. or gone through an episode of depression, yeah. anxiety, being bipolar, it's hard for some people to grasp Correct. the turmoil in your mind. Yeah. No one knows what someone else is going through because they don't know what's going on inside their head. No, it's like someone that's never suffered a migraine and says, I've got a headache, has no idea that there's a hammer inside that person's yep. head or a jackhammer and yeah. someone's beating them up from the inside out. Yep. Unless you've, you've suffered mental health issues, you just don't know. And for me, Gary, I talk about it very openly that I suffered from GADS, mm-hmm. general anxiety yep. disorder, and... I'm able to deal with that. And once you get a grasp of how to control it or how to work with it, yep. it's, you know, it's, it's been a bonus to me in my yeah. life because it has made me who I am. Yep. And it's made me very empathetic for people with mental illness. And believe me, when you're in the midst of anxiety, life is not fun. I, I totally get that and appreciate and I, I think you, what you touched on there, the first thing is the recognition of it first and foremost, and then getting the correct help and support to not suppress it, because suppression leads to depression. Yeah. So look for anyone out there, just while we're saying that, if, yeah. you, if you do think you have a mental illness or you're suffering in some way, go and get some help, because there's experts out there that yeah. can lead you to a better place. And, and or even people, you, you just need a body to listen to, to be honest. And I think listening to hear rather than listening to respond. Some people just need to be heard. And you know what? You're not alone. You don't have to be alone. I, I know when I suffered from anxiety really badly, I thought I was the only person in the world yeah. that suffered from this. I thought there was something really wrong with me. Well, there was something wrong with me. Yeah. But I thought no one else understood or no one else had ever suffered this. So I really felt like I was going crazy. So I, I, if you think of the ebb and flow, if you think of the tide, the sunrise, the sunset, I, I would be assured, I'd, I'd like to put a wager on it, that sometime in everyone's life we've all felt some form of anxiety. 
Now, sometimes it can be good for you because it's stress. Some, some the environment you're in, it can be good. But if it's from a mental, and, and as I say, it becomes suppressed, that's when it becomes a problem. Yeah, well, you need anxiety in some ways to drive you to move forward. Yeah. I mean, it is a, you know, yeah. but that's healthy I think anxi- they use the, That's uh, healthy anxiety. The saber, the lion, they use it, you know, the fight or flight. There are times when you need to make decisions, and sometimes that when your heart beats up or when your blood pressure's up, it's your internals telling you, hey... It's time to listen to yourself. It's yeah, time to... and it's but the evolution of where that anxiety yeah. came from. We don't live in that. Not many of us live in that sort of environment now. Yeah. That that is a necessary Correct. Um, emotion Agreed. that makes us run away from a lion mm. or whatever else is out there in the jungle. <laughs> <laughs> Gary, hmm. Dire Straits. Which song did you choose? Brothers in Arms. Yeah, why? So again, another great album and one of the best artists I've ever. And I guess it, it sort of shows your age when you when people see these, they'll, they'll know roughly what year I was born just by the artists themselves. But by far, certainly, if not the greatest, one of the greatest guitarists in the world. And if you think of the words again, Brothers in Arms, and to me it should be sisters as well because we're inclusive. And I'm big on equality. So is it wrong now that it's just brothers? But I think if you look at it in its pure context... It's togetherness. Yeah, and I think that's probably the may, the way it was intended. Yeah. Um, the listeners on this program are generally over 50. Yeah. So, so they the right know house. how. Yeah, you, well, I think so. <laughs> I mean, you look 30, yeah. but, you know, you may be... 55 now, Karen. So. Oh, well, you've got... I've, like a good I've, red wine and mature. <laughs> <laughs> and cheese. <laughs> so, um, Brothers in Arms by Dire Straits. Welcome back. You're listening to 88.7 and 90.3, your community radio station. To find out more, go to the website rnb.org.au. Welcome back, Gary McCall. We're talking about One Man, One Million and the charity that you're um, raising money for, mm-hmm. in, for Nepal and also... We were talking about earlier SOS. Yes. SOS is a signal of warning, help. Correct, and it's truest form. We go back to the old war when technology was the old dot, dot, dice, dice sign. Or when you're on an island, you see the big SOS, Save Our Souls. And I guess for me, one of the learnings through this journey at this point in time with helping out with the Australian Himalayan Foundation and doing the work in Nepal, which is just so significant and so required for this country that pretty much doesn't have any. And if you think of its borders, who, who's around them, they're, they're enclosed in this little pocket of land and pretty much just get closed out. So for me seeing that, and then I, every time I come home, first of all, and we spoke on gratitude, for me as a migrant being given the opportunity to come to this country, I, I, I truly feel blessed, I really do. I've had the most wonderful career, I really have. It's just been absolutely fantastic being able to see the country, being able to get my kids through private education and give them a start in life. I've got a daughter now studying over in America and my son's just started his apprenticeship as a builder roofer. And I just feel very, very blessed for that. And a lot of people always say to me, and again for me it was a learning, is it's great to help other countries, but what about our backyard? And I thought that's a fair call, that's a, that's a good question. And I thought, right, I need to now consider what, and I spoke of mental health, which is something that's dear to my heart, given them from the pharma industry and the health industry. And I do love 
been able to touch people's lives, whether that's a simple smile, a thank you, open the door, yep. but just making people laugh. I think laughter is certainly the best medicine in the world. But having thought about what to do and getting it, that's where SOS came. And for me, it's not save our souls, but it's for the same concept. It's something that's an emergency. And for us now, what it is, it's on a local cause. So something, what's a major issue in Australia and what's a major issue overseas? So as I say, I'll continue to work with AHF until I hit the target of a million, and then we'll look at another global cause. But for Australia, we're looking at working with a, a young, I guess, young company in its sense towards the homeless and mental health, and that's a company called Orange Sky. And Orange Sky. Correct, which is a Queensland started company by two young gentlemen, and what they do, they've got little uh, orange vans, and with that, at the back of those vans, there's a washing machine and a dryer. And in the newest ones, there's actually a shower as well. It's an amazing concept, isn't it? And what they do, they go around the homeless where the homeless stay and they allow them to get their clothes washed and provide them a shower. But I think what's more, even more important, Karen, is it's a, a place where they get to open up and talk. And then they guide them to the necessary helpline or support based on their knowledge is where it can be directed. But... It's just took off. They started off with one, I think, of knowledge now. They're up to 26, possibly even 36 fans around the country. And I've been fortunate through this journey to reach out with two other very successful businessmen. And we're currently trying to get the legal advice for the structure for SOS so that once we get that, we will then put in place a charity. And, And I guess the request of us will be twice a year to ask Australians to make a small token donation, a gold coin donation, and with that, and if everyone was to donate, you could make a significant difference. We want to make a difference to the homeless, and there's some great work at the minute where you can get uh, residential places for them, but yes. then when you get into the mental health, if you can imagine, if you can get them off the streets first, that's a win. Can you imagine how hard it would be sleeping every day on the streets? Oh. Just from the point of view of safety? Correct. Let alone the weather? Yep. And getting a decent meal? And having clothes, but it's that the fragility of having people look at you and judge you. Correct. And this is the thing. And if you actually stop to speak to some of these people, there's some highly skilled, highly intelligent. And when they tell you their background, it's like a wow moment to yourself to that point that never judged the book by the cover. Yeah. And they've walked away for some reason. And sometimes mental health. Otherwise, you know, and and I guess in a lot of cases it's mental health issues. It it is. There's definitely an element, a degree of that. And sometimes it's violence is the problem, particularly for young women. There's a lot of single mums living in cars. There's there's things that just break your heart, to be honest. And, I mean, I see it more and more these days that uh, women similar ages to me have come out of marriages with virtually nothing. And this conversation, Gary's come up nearly every interview, the last three or four interviews about how this is affecting us. And I worry they've got no superannuation. What happens when they can't work anymore? Where do they go if they haven't got money? Even when you take it to the next step, when it is mental health, there are those that aren't taking their prescriptions, as an example, aren't getting their medicines because they don't have the money. Imagine if we could have a support system and if SOS can be the conduct that allows them to go to a location so that they're on their medicines. And then what, what that does from a burden on the society, yeah. what it does for them mentally to allow them to have a better lifestyle 
and then importantly as it gets to the tail end to remove people from the hospital system. There's a savings for everyone, but ultimately it comes back to the simple thing of humanity because it's the right thing to do. And the compliance with medication, as you know, is yeah. so important. Correct. I mean, you just don't take an antibiotic for one day and think you're cured. You take the whole lot. And if yeah. you're taking any sort of medication, it is about taking it for the yeah. duration of the time it's yeah. prescribed. So God's blessing, touch wood, in the next sort of six, 12 months, this will get off the ground. It'll get its legalities all put in place. And we'll get that. And I'd, lo- I'd love nothing more to come back whenever the time would be and to say, hey, guess what? We've got another three yeah, fans well, in the road. Here's what we're doing on the mental health front. And let's um, look out for seeds of success yeah. and you come back and talk to us. Yeah, and, I'd love to, honestly. And we can post some things on Facebook too yeah. to my ageing fearlessly crowd yeah. and, yeah, and get something going there. And I'd, I'd love, you know, again, if someday in the future I could bring a kid from Nepal that because of a donation that someone made has now had an education is, and has given back to their community. That's amazing, but, uh, yeah, that'd be great. That's what, that's what rocks my boat. We have one more song. Yep. You introduce it. Well, I think this really sums up everything what I'm about, most importantly, but where the world should be, and it's from the late Michael Jackson, Heal the World. It and is a fabulous song. The words themselves, if you just think, let's heal the world, let's make it a better place for you, for me, and for the entire human race. Let's enjoy this song because, you know, it's, a, it's one of the best from Michael Jackson. You are listening to Radio Northern Beaches 88.7 and 90.3, your community radio station. Well, welcome back. Today I'm with Gary McCaw and we've been talking about all sorts of things, including a project, Seeds of Success. But we've got to go shortly and there's a couple of more things that I want to talk to Gary about. Gary, something you really like about yourself. Hmm. Well, probably my uh, parents, I thank for them, for the grounding they've given me and my military background, but I've been told on several occasions my moral compass is too strong. And I actually, I feel quite proud when people tell me that because integrity to me is probably the key ingredient to life, to be true to you and to do good. And that's just my DNA. I'm thankful to have been given my life, given the start I had. And probably gratitude is the other one you've heard me speak about, but it really is, and particularly in the tough times, but looking for the lesson in it rather than the fault, because there is, trust me, there's always, in hindsight, they say, the only trouble with hindsight is it comes in arrears. <laughs> yeah. But, but in truth, when you look back in some of your life, if some of the things didn't happen, you wouldn't be where you are, but sadly you can't see that at the time. And it is to really look, always look for good, even when you're dying, just say, what's the lesson here? Yes, very important. Because yeah. there is, there's always a lesson. There's always a lesson, yeah. for sure. The best advice you've ever been given and who gave it to you? Well, it's not just for me, but it's for my family. I'm from a family of six and my mum who would say to all of us, always remember that liars need good memories. Tell the truth and you'll never have to remember anything. I've never heard that before, but that's brilliant. Did you think she made that up? I thought she was a wise woman. (laughs) She probably is. But that's a really good piece of information. There's little treasures and I just always really think thanks for that because it's been a great lesson. How can people find you? Uh, Gary at Australian Himalayan Foundation dot org dot au. 
Yep. Happy to provide my mobile if you want to put it up on your website. I'm going to put it up on Even my... my home address if people want to come and catch up and say good day. What I'll do is I will put on the cover to the podcast, I, uh, I will put the... Yep. Address? Oh, sorry, more your phone number. Or they can look me up on easy. social media, Facebook, yeah. just put my name in. I'm on a little uh, sports gear and a HPT, high-performance dry tracksuit on a bicycle. You'll see a little picture, but it's got Belfast. If you see the Gary McCall with Belfast and Sydney UNS Uni, that's me. And okay. they're happy to log in and send me a friend request. But all the information will also be on my face, so make my Facebook so people can yep. find you. Final words, Gary, before we go. Advice on life. Mm. Oh, we could spend hours on this one, couldn't we? Yeah, but I'm sure you have a good one for so me. There's some, there's some great quotes, as you, you know. Uh, I mentioned earlier, Wayne Dyer, he was one of my, I guess, great teachers and mentors. He passed away a couple of years. When you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Yeah, I'm thinking about that one. Just a little distinction in words, but Mother Teresa, when she was asked to march in the war and the Vietnam War was on, she she was asked, will you march in the war? And she said, no, but when you have a march for peace, I'll be first in the queue. And I thought, wow, just that small twist of thought process can make such a significant difference to the world. Yeah, it can. And, and then I've probably got my own, which I, I run and, and do attempt on every single day to run. And it's to be balanced, to be patient and to be kind. And from that, I mean, being balanced is... My thoughts are only mine because of what I know. It doesn't mean I'm right. It really doesn't. And you have to be open-minded. Don't think you know everything because you don't and you shouldn't ever. You should always be learning to be patient. And the old analogy is Rome wasn't built in a day. So whatever you're currently chasing, don't expect it straight away because sometimes delayed gratification is the best form of reward. I would agree with that. And finally, to be kind. And what I mean by that is even when you know you're right, sometimes just be quiet. Just be kind to people. Be balanced, be patient and be kind. Thanks very much for joining us today here on the Northern Beaches Radio. I'm with Gary McCaw and that's the end of our program today. So I'll look forward to you joining me next time. And here's a message of goodbye by Nick Howard. So this is it for today's program. It's time to say cheerio to the wonderful Northern Beaches community. Join me next week for another episode of Aging Fearlessly. And now for a song written by Nick Howard, especially for the listeners. This is Karen Sander. Have a fantastic week. And remember, ageing is inevitable and growing old is a choice. The sun is shining bright There's a sparkle in your eye It's not all nine to five It's a wonderful life Let's go and climb mountains high Swim across oceans wide Go away.
Let your heart be alive. 